0: Howdy, world. What's up? It is Cole Moss here, and I have an interesting episode for you. We are doing something entirely new. Um, Today is an experiment, and you get to hear it. And uh, it's our first episode that we sort of recorded on-site at an event. Now, this thing is really interesting. So uh, about a month ago, maybe two, um, do you remember whenever Sasha Alger came on? Chef Sasha came on? So we we uh, were invited to this event that was connected with the Japanese government, and it's called the Gunma Vegan Project. She talked about it on the episode. So today, we actually got to come to, it's it's called Japan House in LA, and uh, they brought in all of these new ingredients, and uh, Chef Sasha was one of two chefs. The other chef is uh, Kazuki Arai, and um, we actually get to talk to both of them at the end of the episode, and um, it's, it's really interesting to sort of, hear them think through their approach but Brian and I actually ate the food and we talked about it and what it means to be sort of a a country trying to change your exports right as veganism and plant-based diets grow there are so many ingredients that people don't know about and this event is meant to help businesses like that grow and get out in the world so um, in the same way they're trying to change Japan's relationship you know with Vegan and vegetarian cuisine for the Olympics. They're also trying to let the world know that the ingredients that they do have are ready to be used. And so today we got to try a bunch of those things. And they tell the story and they sort of show these things. And uh, they were showing PowerPoints. Obviously, you won't be able to see any of that. But if you go to our Instagram, we actually have like a spotlight. I don't know what it's called. Whenever you put all those videos together from your day and it's sort of there forever, it's like a highlight reel. But you can watch Brian and I enjoying the food. You can actually see everything we ate. Um, And I think it's another fun way to sort of experience this whole event, which I hope translates nicely here. I will say uh, the audio quality is not as good, which is a shame, but we were in a real big room with lots of people and they were kind of playing music. And anyway, you'll sort of see um, some of it's better than others, but uh, I'm really I just want you to hear and sort of think about what it's like whenever sort of ingredients go out in the world new ones the first time you experience them and i i had that experience at this event there were so many things that i had never had before and i think it's interesting i don't know i feel like that's a sort of rare thing to happen Uh, i feel like most of the time whenever i eat uh you know it tends to be something that i expect and to this day going out and trying all of these new things was a an opportunity to really just think differently about how I'm approaching things or, I don't know, getting excited for new dishes, new ways to eat. So uh, we hope you enjoy it. Thank you all. And uh, without further ado, let's begin.
1: Begin Carne
0: Alliance. Good morning, world. <laughs> Hi, it is I, your host, Cole Moss. And today I am sitting here with my friend, Brian Muljadi. What's up, Brian? How are you doing?
1: Good, how are you? Cool? Uh, pleasure. Great, man. So we're
0: in a new place doing a new thing, Mm -hmm. and it might go horribly, and maybe that's why you should tune in and listen to the full episode. I think it's gonna be great. I'm really excited. Where are we right now, Brian? We're
1: currently at Japan House. I think it's in we're in Hollywood right now. So Um, you've been to Japan House before. What is it? Japan House is is sort of the showcase space for um, like this Japan trade organization. Uh So They do a lot of showcases of Japanese cuisine and Mm -hmm. products and art. Uh Um, They have an incredible library here too. Yeah. um, it's a really, it's a really dope space.
0: Yeah, it really is, and I think, I mean, it. It's sort of. I think it's a way for the the world of Japan to enter Los Angeles. There's mm-hmm. a really natural connection. I mean, we're close to each other, yeah. uh, just across the ocean. But there's definitely some this. There's a connection. We've got yeah. like lasers looking at each other. We like each other. Yeah. And today, we are here. So um, Jetro is putting on a, an event. So Jetro is the Japan External Trade Organization. And today we're going to be trying like. It looks like 20, 25 products. Like every product yeah, ever so made we're in Japan. Yeah, we're literally just going to learn about all of these new products that mm-hmm. they think could be really useful or interesting in vegetarian and vegan cooking, mm-hmm. and we're going to try it. Yeah. So we don't know what we're in for, really, at all. No. And we're going to sort of do this on the fly. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, what are you expecting? I've, I have no idea. And I think, you know... The, are you afraid? Because I'm afraid. <laughs> I, I love trying the weirdest things. So do I. Um, and... That's that's what I'm here for. But I think the last event I was here for was um, the showcase of basically this, this these vegan and vegetarian products coming out of Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I'm thinking, it's oh, the last one you were also yeah. so for that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, well you know that. not it's it wasn't necessarily region specific. Mm. I think this is region specific. It is right. Um, and they one of the big things that they covered last time was like this powder called Okaro powder. And Okaro powder What's, is...
0: Okara powder? O- yeah, we talked about Yes, we talked about it. Yes, O'caro talked about it.
1: Powder so Okaro powder is sort of this, um, like the byproduct of making tofu. And uh, Chef Sasha made like a, a dumpling with it. And, um, you know, it, it was just basically these products that I think would probably resonate with this whole vegan, vegetarian um, crowd here in America, but no one just knows no one knows about them. so brian was just talking about chef Seth chef, chef
0: sasha i'm going to be able to say words hopefully and she was um she was the person who was on the podcast recently talking about sort of things like this where japan is trying to figure out you know how to handle things in the olympics and also trying to get products outside of japan that they think have some really interesting like uses so we're I don't know. We're here to sort of learn about it. So Mm -hmm. today, the Gunma Vegan Project is part of the Gunma Prefecture, which is essentially, they're like regions, right? Mm -hmm. Or I guess states. They're kind of like states. I think so. It's like regions, like unofficial states. Right. So the Gunma Prefecture in my wikipedia research is essentially this um it's a really mountainous region where um it's there's like a extent, there's a large portion of the wikipedia just devoted to like them getting horses for the first time mm. um, which i think is like great I, I hope that on like my wikipedia at some point it's just like and then cole got a horse and his life changed a lot i think that'd be a dream um, but i was looking at all of these things so um as a midwesterner i'm from missouri we're landlocked Mm -hmm. and I think there's a lot of like yearning for the ocean and obviously Japan's much smaller than America but the Gunma Prefecture is landlocked so part of me feels like I'm going to be more connected with you know things from the Gunma Prefecture because they they're like they're akin to me
1: yeah well there's there's sort of this like I'm obviously from LA and well not obviously you can tell it in my voice and (laughs) uh I I have a yearning for the mountains. Ooh. I think there's there's this like romantic image of you know the mountains in Japan that are super misty and the samurai That's were true. going through there back in the day. And I so right. uh, they have there's like this onsen culture in Japan mm. and like a specific cuisine tied to that. And That's I'm, true. In my head, I'm sort of picturing a lot of those types of foods. Well, so uh, like you in the
0: mountains. Yeah. Whenever I think of Japan, I also think of like I mean you've been so. Brian full disclosure it's been to Japan 8 times.
1: Yes, my favorite place. Wait, my eight, favorite six? 6 6 sorry. But my favorite my favorite country in the world. Yeah. I,
0: my favorite place to go. So, he's the perfect person to join me today. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but when we think about like when I'm thinking about these mountains, I'm always yeah. thinking about like the um, I, I'm forgetting the name. They're not they're not technically onsens. What are the, like the hot springs called? Uh, ryokans, ryokans,
1: right? And you yeah. can go and you
0: eat. Well, and they have certain types of cuisine. Yes.
1: So ryokans are kind of like inns, and mm-hmm. they're kind of like these all-inclusive experiences they're, And they're some of the mm-hmm.
0: oldest hotels
1: on earth. Yes. We, so we looked this up. Yes. Yeah, we were hanging out, and some of these mm-hmm.
0: things are like fifteen, like thirteen hundred years old.
1: Yeah, like the oldest establishments on planet Earth. I mean, yeah, actually, and no. some of the oldest
0: businesses. It's yes. like essentially, if you're not a ryokan, you're like in construction, and you've been yeah. building temples. Yes. Yeah, there are some interesting yeah. like New York Times articles about things like this, mm-hmm. where it's, I mean
1: can you imagine having a business open for over a thousand years oh my gosh and like you know i I actually i started listening to the nerd i am listening to this podcast called hardcore history Mm -hmm. uh, with dan carlin and um, i'm into sort of like the great pacific wars and japan is one of three countries in the entire world who's just never been conquered Hmm. and so that, that kind oh. of plays into this, you know. Their, that plays their, into their cuisine, like you wouldn't believe. Cuisine, <laughs> like the tradition of the ryokans, like, sure. and, and those sort of experiences, I think that's what, in my opinion, that's what makes Japan special and super unique they, in a sense. That's how I feel too. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's the thing that I'm, if i go when i go back hopefully mm-hmm. um it's the thing i'm most excited and exploring because i yeah. think those experiences are just not like anything else mm-hmm. that you can find
1: around yeah cole and i went to Musso and frank's probably three weeks ago and i got a kick out of a
0: business that was like 100 years old and i yeah. felt like ancient I, it does feel ancient you know what's funny i didn't tell you this my car got towed after no what <laughs> why um because <laughs> I, I parked in an area where other people were parked. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, I'm just, I misread the sign. I mean. And I came out and I was like, I walked by the street. I was like, no, oh, my car's yeah. not there. Huh, where it, where it is? And I walked one block further and I was like, my car was definitely back the um, block. Went back, <laughs> oh, gone. Okay. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Other fun facts I pulled up just to tell you a little bit about, about Gunma Prefecture. Let's see. Mm-hmm. 14% of it's natural parks. Wow. Not bad. 14%. Okay. Pretty good. That's great. Yeah. Let's see. Um, So mostly they're, uh, so they grow cabbage and then conjects, K-O-N-J-A-C-S, um, which is also called the mm. elephant yam. It's used a lot as a gelatin replacement, actually. Um, ah. Yeah, I don't know if it's, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Uh, and then they were talking about other things. They have a few of the melody roads in, the, in that region, which are melody when roads? you drive in a car over a certain thing and they have like ruts kind of carved into the road, it will actually make music. Have you ever seen these
2: things?
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I have really not, cool. but they that's that reminds me of like the those little like piano steps that you step on yeah, and they play bingo. notes, right? Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They they had I was looking into their museums and they have a museum which I couldn't find a ton about, but I was excited. The Icaho Sistina Trick Art Museum
1: trick art so Which, it's, it's a, like a music like what magicians that's what i wonder exactly there. i
0: yeah. kept thinking like maybe it's all like 3d art and every like wouldn't it be funny if every painting you stared at it long enough and it was just like it's a dolphin <laughs> it's a dolphin.
1: It's actually yeah someone painted like the painting just pops out that's after, right? my hope yeah, yeah. You're just like constantly running into walls <laughs> i
0: don't know there's a you can't leave the Nelson Institute. Atkins Museum in Kansas City has an all-glass thing, oh. and they clean it fairly often. And when they do, oh if there aren't leaves in it, it's really hard to tell <laughs> where the edges are, and so children will run through yeah. it and just slam oh into it. Gosh. It's, um, Yeah, it's like the television show Jackass, but for like the toddler arena. <laughs> um, and then, let's see. Okay, so the last thing I wanted to talk about was huh. what's called the Gunmach-Chan. gunma chan mm. And the gunma chan was... is like the mascot of the region Mm. which is um okay i'm gonna this is the actual description from wikipedia maybe they're getting it wrong maybe someone's mistranslating but it says the super deformed drawing (laughs) of a gendered horse character wearing a green hat so if people haven't seen this they're usually drawings done of it and it's used Mm. in like marketing materials but then there are also there's actually like a a real mascot that will go around to events and take photos when you know business is open or things happen yeah um and in in the thing it's sort of when I watched it all I could think of was like little Sebastian <laughs> on Parks and Recreation I don't know this like I love this adoration for like an odd character I just really like that it said super deformed that yeah was, like, like they 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 recognize can you imagine if like I opened a a restaurant, and I was like, yeah, what sort of cuisine do we serve? It's called Super Deformed. Yeah, it's, like, actually mediocre. Like, Yeah. Oh, you think it's mediocre? See, like, to me, I'm like, Super Deformed could mean, like, in my brain, like, Superman Mm. is super deformed. Like, you know what I mean? Any superhero that shoots lasers out of its eyes, super (laughs) deformed. Like, it's somehow an extreme, to me, in my brain, it's, like, a just this
1: magnificent, joyful idea. Yeah. Even though it's, I
0: mean, I think we've come to think of Deformed as, like, not
1: good. Yeah, I kind of think of, like, the, like... The, the guy from like 300 that's like the, you know, the deformed hunchback is yeah. what I'm picturing. But yeah, you
0: know. but maybe it's, it's Japanese is probably miso. Yeah. And maybe yeah. we're going to have some incredible plum sauce. We're yeah. going to find out. So uh, I don't know. Any last thoughts before we get ready for we, we think things are starting up soon. So we should.
1: Yeah, I hear some milling around, but I am
0: hungry. He's hungry we will uh, tune back in here. Here's, <laughs> uh, Brian, was, is that your stomach? Stomach no, rumbling? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah,
1: you, you know, back in elementary school, when you you do that, you have like the, you cough a little bit, and you're like, oh man, I'm just wrong pipe, and then you cover the stomach sounds a little bit.
0: <laughs> um, I, I think that's. I have no idea what you're talking about. I was incredibly here insecure that. as
1: well. kid, probably. It's, uh, I think that's where we're boiling it down to.
0: And that's, uh, and that concludes today's therapy session. We will be back shortly with, I, th- I think more things to report on. I don't know if we're going to record in the middle of the eating. We're going to find out. Yeah,
1: we're playing, but we're doing it live. Yeah, we're, we're just rolling. So uh, this is we we are. you know, that's a om- uh, nod to the Bill O'Reilly, uh, we're doing a live cover. This is the this is the first live podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to like, are... scream at someone offset
0: first <laughs> before we start the effort. We're doing it live. <laughs> um, yeah, all right, everyone. Well, thank you. We will be right back.
3: This episode is brought to you by Red Lipstick written on the lips.
0: This podcast is proudly brought to you by mouths. mouths. Use them to speak and eat regularly. Vegan, Vegan. carnet, alliance. All right, so we are three dishes in to Chef Sasha Alger's Mm -hmm. courses. So we've had little bites we did, like, how would you even describe the toast thing? Like, to somebody, because people can't see it, so we're going to have to really be excellent descriptor (laughs) describing the food of the, the so, audio food so porn in the film. like it is really strong It's a, so it was a pumpernickel toast a really like crunchy toast yeah. with this coconut feta on top mm-hmm. splashed with ume vinegar and for people who haven't had ume vinegar, it's a plum that gets pickled, it's purple mm-hmm. and it's so pungent, it's really tart, it's like every time you've ever had a sour jelly belly, it's not exactly that sour but it's like it's, it's a little punchy in the face. Yeah it's, a, it's definitely
1: puckery for sure.
0: Yeah and I definitely think it's an ingredient that um, it should be used more, I mean, in the discussion of everything we're talking about today, mm-hmm. it's one of those things, and then it's sort of um and then was there anything else on top of that?
1: Yeah, I think the feta got like the the ume got kind of whipped in with it, mm-hmm. uh, so you got like the ume kind of cutting the sort of the sharpness of the feta and then it was topped with this shiso leaf agar uh-huh. which is kind of like a jelly and i think they
0: put the yeah so agar is something that often replaces gelatin in mm-hmm. vegan dishes it can have
1: give stuff a little bit of a bounce mm-hmm. yeah it's it's uh kind of think of it as as making something yeah it's gelatin but uh, the vegan version in plant is from a the agar agar plant it's from seaweed i believe <clears throat> Actually, uh, i don't know if it is soup i think it's an agar it's that. a plant called agar agar okay yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh and i think they they as I recall, they put a little bit of the uh, the cognac in there. Okay. Like the cognac powder powder. Uh-huh. Um, so that added a that little like, yeah. like kind of clean, vegetable-like sure. taste to it. Uh, wow. but that, so that was my
0: favorite thing but your favorite thing was
1: Ooh, my favorite thing I'm, from
0: the just the fresh, oh. fresh we, get, we start out with two little bites and yours was oh
1: i love this um this tomato poke with uh the konyaku sushi rice so in a
0: lot of vegan dishes now in, in lieu of poke they mm-hmm. will use tomato yeah and so this is just like that really mm-hmm. fresh tomato cut yes. and diced down yep Ooh, oh they're really? starting to deliver more things Okay, we're gonna experience mm-hmm. the key lime
1: tart together. Alive, right? right? this is some we got some ASMR vibes it's going good. right now. Go. Thank good.
3: you, bud. And so it's this oh, cute little sweet. cup
1: with this
0: white it's key longer? lime tart, and then it's so what's it? The, and then it's in any gel. So it's
1: yes. cute little, yes. it's like a, like a, a Willy
0: Wonka product <laughs>
1: Here's what it looks like. It's so cool. It's like this puff pastry cup with. This could easily be like a vespertine
3: ingredient. You know absolutely.
1: Products, please leave oh. it on the table. Okay, so we're going to try, try it right now. Yeah, let's do it. Should I get real close to get a little ASMR okay. action going? Oh, just enough to I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Wow. Mm, There's like a
0: puff pastry uh, we, a little bit. We just, yeah. just had a mm. tortilla a mm. couple mm.
3: minutes ago. Mm. And it's so
1: light and airy. Mm.
3: Powder,
1: yeah. That coconut gel is really good too. Mm. Oh, the coconut's was, nice. Mm. The finish, so
2: sweet.
3: sweet.
1: I could eat. Hey, I could eat a now? billion of these. Oh, yeah. Approximately. able to. Mm. Yeah.
3: There's rum. There is rum. Yes. Mm.
1: <laughs> Not an alcoholic quite yet. That's amazing. How did you? Use this I don't know. There's like a sharpness so to
3: so it. We I and
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so. We, we had the first, you just heard us sample the last. Uh, the way that these are broken down, they're actually sort of themed. So it's fresh was the first dish. And then the second is earthy. The third is umami and the fourth is sweet. Mm-hmm. So on earthy, we had the truffalo cauliflower croquette, which was tempura mm-hmm. fried.
1: Mm-hmm. We, with okaro powder. Yeah.
0: With with what? Okaro powder. With okaro powder. That's yes. right.
1: Which is what we referred to earlier, which is the byproduct of tofu, or tofu and soy milk making. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gave it an amazing this wonderful texture
0: I feel like everything together is like an all-star group of dishes that like could really be popping everywhere so for example there's seaweed caviar that tops the dish mm-hmm. it's like most people have never had that most yeah. people have never even thought of that mm-hmm. but it's it's an interesting alternative that i've I've actually never had caviar in my life yep. so do you think that those do you think it works in the same way if it's part of a dish rather than just on its own
1: I think uh, it provides like this textural contrast mm-hmm. which is like and, and like a sort of a salty cool. yeah, punch yeah, yeah. this little uh, nice yes. pop so it, I think it does and provide kind of the same probably one,
0: one hundredth the cost <laughs> I mean
1: not to mention the environmental impact right true that but um, yeah it, I think it you don't you don't miss caviar Mm. If you're having this, like, seaweed caviar. I'm going to tell everyone today that I ate caviar. (laughs) And they'll be like, wow, that guy is so rich. Why is he
2: covered (laughs) in gold?
0: (laughs) Okay, so we're actually coming out of a little break here. We think we were talking about caviar. They started talking and doing their thing. Uh, We just had some...
1: It it was... We had jerky made from... It was konyaku jerky. Yeah. That was... It was smoked and peppered. Smoked and peppered, like, like real, jerky. real it's got a nice pepper. Oh, it's got a, a hearty pepper and like some real nice smoke. And
0: it has this great whenever you like, uh, back in the day when I used to eat real jerky, it mm-hmm. says this, you like you want the pull. You know what I yeah. mean? You gotta have it. Like if you don't fight it, it's
1: like it's there's no joy in it. Yeah. And I
0: feel like this has that.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's almost a little too much pull. I was like trying to one handed. It it, yeah. I did you, not We've got
0: to work on our neck
1: strength or something. <laughs>
0: we're getting there this is why you go to the gym this is why you, yeah, yeah. gotta make games exactly but it's only for eating yeah for konyaku jerky it's exactly so we were yeah they're they're showing us sort of these presentations and mm-hmm. if you're listening to this now who knows what's going on or how we're gonna edit this but we're trying lots of different things and it's there's yes. so much going on around us mm-hmm. I think we're taking our intermission because I think round two of food is gonna come oh yeah so we wanted to talk a little bit more about the other things we tried mm-hmm. so next up we had the Komatsuna tacos now mm-hmm. this was one of the I feel like living in Los Angeles,
1: tacos are a big part of
0: what it is to be here. Oh, yeah. Do you think this is, I mean, maybe the actual perfect entryway vehicle Mm. for Los Angeles?
1: This taco that we had 100% would play in L.A. Anywhere. It'd be like a big deal. Yeah, this is delicious. So let's talk a little about it. So it's got this green shell, and Mm -hmm.
0: that is made from... So that's a komatsuna tortilla. So dried mm-hmm. komatsuna tortillas. Then we've got ranchero beans made with a miso. Like a, a and, then, yeah. and then there's also a miso powder and corn crusted avocado. First mm-hmm. off, I didn't know you could oh. do miso powder. I want miso in everything.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. For people at um, home who haven't had miso, how would you describe it? Miso's kind of like this umami bomb. Right. Of, it's a little it's a little saltyish, but it's without salt. But yeah, well, it's it's just like this fermented soybean paste that's like super, super intense. And you can get
0: variations. So there's like yes. red,
1: which is really intense. And then there's
0: white, which is a little more mm-hmm. softer and muted and yeah. sweet often. Yes. It's really interesting because it starts
1: out and it doesn't feel sweet, but often it finishes a little sweet. Oh, absolutely. And I think <clears throat> people at home probably, their first foray into miso is miso soup. Mm. And think of taking like a little bit of miso and just watering it down mm-hmm. and you... You know, people will say they've had miso, but like it's this miso that's like one one fifteenth of the miso. Like you can
0: use it as an actual flavorful ingredient, and Mm -hmm. this
1: taco did. Yeah. My God,
0: it's a thing. So Jesse's been making hot sauces Mm -hmm. with for Vegan Mm -hmm. Um, and we've been using a bunch of them. And in many of his recipes, a lot of his ingredients include a miso. Oh yeah. It really is a thing that can go so far, and it's Mm -hmm. amazing to see it in a taco because I don't think I ever have.
1: Yeah, and. You know the thing—the thing about the miso that we had—it was this double koji miso. Double koji. And if you don't know what koji is, koji is basically inoculated rice. It's like moldy rice hmm. that they use to make miso, and they make—they uh, make sake with it. Mm. Um, I use it a lot in my cooking. Um, you can dry edge a steak or hmm. faux dry edge a steak using koji. So it's hmm. like rice powder that's like inoculated with mold, and basically, she—you know—Chef Sasha was saying that the miso that they were using is this double koji miso where they add koji, after they make the miso, they add more koji to it. So it's like miso that's just like taken to the next level of of funky and (laughs) delicious.
0: I'm just, like in the way that we're talking about health, because everybody always talks about wanting more flavor. And I just the more we're talking about this, the weirder it feels that miso is in a larger ingredient in almost every cuisine Mm -hmm. because we're all looking for more flavor, but we also don't want to die. And it's like, you know, most people are like, yeah, it's got a ton of flavor. Mm -hmm. Guess what? It's got a lot of salt or a lot of fat. And I know we still haven't decided what fat is and whether it's good for us and Mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff, but Mm -hmm. we know that too much sodium is just, it's a it doesn't love you. Yes. And I think one of those things with miso is, it's like, how is miso not bigger
1: here? Yeah. Um, and Chef Sasha was saying this. She cooked, uh, you know, an entire menu using, or one of the chefs in the video, entire menu, no salt, right? Yeah. All soy sauce Yeah, that was and the miso. German chef, yes. right? Yes. I mean, there, the implications of that are enormous, right? If, you, if, you, if people can learn to cook more with just better ingredients instead of just hammering salt and pepper on it, I right. think net net that could be a good thing right God. um and look like she put this this miso in the beans i could have eaten just a bowl of these beans because they were up, delicious they
0: were so i was about to eat the taco and brian's like yeah. hold on wait try the bean <laughs> <laughs> so i get my little spork spoon out yeah and i like dip it in uh-huh. and i have one and I mean, he's right. It's really, people talk a lot about, I mean, b- beans are so inexpensive, mm-hmm. but truly, if you can make a bean do wonderful things like that, yeah. it could ra- radically reshape the way that we think about how we're consuming and trying to get protein and yeah. everything. Yeah. Oh, no, you're great. Yeah, <laughs> great. Thank you. Um,
1: yeah. And I beans are one of the things I hated eating growing up. I remember I, I would only have really bad, crappy versions of refried beans or... Or, you know, just stewed beans. Right. I'd eat this all day. This is and, really special. You know. So if you could have any of these four things again, like, is there anything oh you're like craving like you already want kids. Of?
0: Should we go back to the kitchen and see if we can rate it? I, get a I few am, more things?
1: Yeah. You know, I might need a second taste of everything. I um, kind of feel the same way. <laughs> this, I, I will tell you what, this taco was really damn good. Yeah. And I'm a... I mean,
0: truly like an actual vehicle into L.A., which is, I mean, so Japan House is in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. and I think you do have to think about, like, who's the audience. And it's one of those things where, like, so other chefs are here. You can see there are people representing other businesses. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where I, like, sort of wish there was, like, a diplomat for taco trucks Mm -hmm. who could sit here and go, like, hot damn, like if I could show this to every taco yeah. truck owner, yeah. like that, that's a really interesting tortilla, that's a really interesting bean and I think it's, again, it's just like, a lot of people don't make a vegan item because they literally go like, how do we veganize the thing we already know? Yeah. But it's like, this is an expand. I mean, it's. We, in Los Angeles, we're famous for like our Kogi truck, right? Mm-hmm. And that's Korean food meets mm-hmm. Mexican food. It's like, mm-hmm.
1: but what about Japanese food meets Mexican food? Because that was literally the first time I think I've had that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, this a Japanese-Mexican crossover Sign me up. Straight up. Um, I be- no, no one, look, let's do it. Let's just start. It okay, uh, never mind. It's, we're starting uh, yeah, a business. We're going to scratch know that. We're going to play this Yeah, on the Wipe podcast. that from your memory. We're you starting a Japanese. If I didn't
0: edit uh, this part out, it's because I messed up. We're starting the <laughs> business and you should just ignore all these
4: ideas. Yes. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be coming in on the second round from Chef Kazuki Arai. So I, I think I'm pronouncing that right. That's K-A-Z-U-K-I. Last name Arai. A-R-A-I. And Brian said
1: he's what kind of chef? He He specializes in sukiyaki so sukiyaki is, sukiyaki. is basically a, it's a dish where you're Entirely stewing meat focused yeah well it's it's like thinly sliced meats and vegetables that are stewed in like a kind of a sweet soy teriyaki based huh. kind of sauce so all of his dishes seem to have like an imitation meat of some kind yeah and so
0: we're really excited to see how he explores these ingredients because Sh- sasha went very vegetable heavy and it's so cool to see those contrast each other so yeah. when we get back more tasty treats, or at least us describing them. We're so sorry if you're hungry and listening to this. Okay, so we're back in, and we have just had the first, it says appetizer, from Kazuki Arai. That's the chef who's doing the second round. Mm -hmm. And um, it was was sushi. It was really interesting. Sushi
1: within quotation marks. Yeah, sushi in quotation marks. So they're
0: they're using a lot of vegetable ingredients to try to do different things. So one of the ones was, um, he was talking about how he had the rice in it, and he he cooked it and then froze it overnight. And you end up getting this sort of, um,
1: how would you describe the rice? It, it's like this thicker, sort of fermented. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely got the sushi rice kind of flavor to it with the vinegar, a little punch of vinegar. But uh-huh. it's got it feels a little more rich yeah. and like incredible texture from like it, it's a brown rice, which yeah. is you don't find that as much. But it's it's definitely got a little bite to it. Well, let's talk about texture because I think that's
0: actually a really interesting entryway to, Mm -hmm. I think, sushi in general. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, it's like seaweed throws people off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It just depends on the ingredient. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's, even on the first one, like you said, your favorite, and I agree, I think it's my favorite too, was the, it was a lotus root. But it was sort of, it was maybe a pickled lotus root. It was pink. Mm -hmm. And then it had, um, on top of it, it had...
1: Wasabi... Cream or something, and then
0: sort of, yeah. and then that rice underneath. We were talking mm-hmm. about the fermented, vinegared rice, mm-hmm. and all of those things together. None of them are the same flavor so they're not, they're not clashing in any way with each other. All yeah. of them are separate and unique, mm-hmm. and sort of flow from each other, one yeah. to the next to the next. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, it was incredible. Yep. Is there was there anything else you wanted to talk about in this part of the menu? Yeah, you know,
1: I think at least for me, I I normally get put off by sushi in quotation marks. Like oh, you do, oh sushi. I, I I got things to show you. I'm normally yeah. I'm normally in. I'm, I'm a carnivore at heart and sure. I just, I've never, I never really had a good iteration of, of vegan sushi. So, well, for example, I feel like
0: the one that we just had was not attempting to be any of the traditional kinds of sushi mm-hmm. you see with fish, mm-hmm. but the second one was the one with tomato. Yes. yes. Did you like that one?
1: I thought, I thought it
0: was interesting. Yeah.
1: It definitely had this like,
0: it's different not kind fish. Of taste to it. Yeah. But the flavor of uh, the right kind of tomato, well done. Yes. is such a, it's such a, a pop. You know what I mean? You get that. Um, there's umami in that tomato. There's there's that bitterness too. It's really, It can be tart depending yep. on the kind. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. At least to me, I find it cool. Yeah. Oh, they're talking about the next round. Okay. We should probably pause for a sec. Yeah, so we we'll can come back with more thoughts on that too. Yeah, we'll be two.
3: back. I
2: made um.
0: This commercial break brought to you by Alex's stomach growling. It's
3: hungry. No. no.
0: Is it dinner? Okay. And we're back. So we just finished dish number three, which was supposed to be fish, quote Fit, unquote, right? Quote unquote. So it's a, a minced millet ball. Not exactly the most attractive words, but in the end, it's supposed to be a fish cake,
1: right? It's Shin, of, it says Shinjo, which sounds a lot more elegant. In shinjo Japanese sounds way cooler. Let's and, go with uh, that. It's a we had a yeah. Shinjo.
0: So this one was—it's um, real interesting. It was. I don't know what that traditionally tastes like, but this was much, much softer. It was sort of like in the porridge range, but then it was covered in seaweed. Yeah, it, an interesting idea. Really like, I mean, I, I want, I like seaweed. I think it's a really wonderful thing to sort of cover. It's a great place to pull flavor from. Hmm. Um, I like that, and then it has this like, it had a little
1: hanamane bean
0: next to it. Yeah, it's really cool. Just like mm-hmm. cut in half, set there. A What'd bunch you think?
1: of a bunch of stuff I've never had. Yeah, and I think that's. For me, I I just get a kick out of having things that I've never tasted. Totally. Um, And I'm always struck by, like, the Japanese are really good at incorporating umami along the way. Right. And that's just like the seaweed, the miso, the koji. Um, They're good at, they're really good at making things taste, like, just delicious. So... One of the things I'd like to talk about, and I don't know if we're gonna
0: have time because yeah. who knows when the next course is coming. <laughs> yeah. There's something that I'm thinking about. So we're obviously we're a, this is a this is a marketing event. Yeah. You're having people here to try new ingredients with the hope that right. one of those ingredients they take home and they start using it in an addition and right. then someone else sees it and then it goes mm-hmm. you know from point A to B, but that point B is, you know, global world domination. Sure. I was thinking about where I feel like I've seen that sort wow. of happen. I feel like the the maybe sort of the, if we were sort of in the sky of the all stars of mm-hmm. things that have sort of done this recently mm-hmm. that went from essentially anonymity to something that's almost a household
1: item. Mm-hmm. I would say it's probably quinoa. Yeah, quinoa's quinoa is certainly one in recent memory. I mean, you know, the I think certainly you hear about the externalities of quinoa. It's like the, the people that actually make quinoa can't afford it. Uh,
0: but they're also no. getting, those farmers are getting paid more no, for than they sure. would have. For sure. I mean, in, in what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. I think that's most people's hope is that you yes. start getting paid more for your crop. Mm-hmm. you're right, they may not have, it, it may not be as okay. inexpensive to support. There are lots I, of things to that. I think
1: I say that as a testament to how well they've, they've been able to keep true. But I would no. say that
0: was, that was just also on initial sort of production. Quinoa yeah. is something that can be produced in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they will be able to grow more of it. Mm-hmm. It's sort of what you hope. Obviously, in the yeah. beginning, it's a little tricky if it skyrockets real quickly, which mm-hmm. it did. Mm-hmm. But it's like as we're sort of talking about these sorts of things, I guess my question to you is, what do you think it takes for an ingredient to really go from nothing to something? Like, do you need chef Rene Redzepi to like do an Instagram post about how amazing something is and then overnight the life of that vegetable changes what has
1: to yeah, happen I think I think in a business sense it's like <clears throat> it does take a little bit of that I think it's that's the sweet science of of marketing mm-hmm. right like there aren't the exact there aren't explicit levers that you need to pull but you need to pull some levers sure and there's also this element of being able to being able to have demand meet supply at a certain point, right? which is also incredibly difficult, yes. depending on like you want that crop <clears throat> to be able to scale, which crops yep. don't scale like that really no. easily, you know and, what I mean? And when they do scale like that, you kind of get the problems that sort of this factory farming system that we're, we're mm-hmm. in right now that you get the externalities from that, right? Mm. So it is kind of this delicate balance of like, yeah, you want to grow and you want to be able to match up that demand to the supply, mm-hmm. um, but. You do also, you know, I mean, obviously, this is a longer longer term risk. But when you when you get to the point where you're like, I have unlimited demand and I need to just produce as much as possible, um, that's an interesting exercise in, well, what does that future of that sure. product look like, uh-huh. right? Like, you know, quinoa is a great example. It's like, what 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 are the externalities of of this, you know, quinoa boom and like everyone wanting quinoa and everything? Well, that's something. I mean, as I said, like
0: maybe is it a chef that has to happen Mm -hmm. but it's like in my brain i don't know i can't associate quinoa with any chef Mm -hmm. so it's that question of like how does this sort of get on everybody's mind yeah if if you were i don't know if is is there an ingredient today that's newer to you Mm -hmm. that you think should be more widely used than anything is there something here that excites
1: you more yeah i think this honestly i mentioned it so many times in this podcast it's like okara powder Mm -hmm. and this uh, this this powder, like it was able to make breading Mm -hmm. delicious and gluten free. Mm -hmm. It was able to, they use it in a cake the last time I was here and I was like, yeah, you could definitely use this as a replacement for, for flour and, um, and make something really delicious.
0: And America, especially in sort of its keto movement and Mm -hmm. then it's gluten free sort of sentiments. Yes.
1: That's a, that's still a massive movement. That's a massive place to sort Uh, of carve out a piece of yourself. from The cake. We, These konyaku noodles here, I keep, I'm still so fascinated by it because it is, this package literally tells you it is a zero calorie product. Right. And- which we talked yeah. about. I said celery, but
0: I feel yeah. like celery has cra- calories, but you, in eating it, you mm-hmm. use more calories than yeah. it takes to eat it. Is celery actually zero calories? I don't
1: know. Okay. I, I, and I yeah, can't I imagine. But so this the whole thing, that,
0: the way they're marketing it, I mean, I don't think they're lying to us yeah. that we're seeing the slideshow. Who knows? You yeah. know what I mean? We can't exactly, like, we're not scientists. We can't test right. it on this, but they're literally saying this thing uh, has zero uh, calories.
1: Yeah. And okay. I feel like that's a wonderful uh, selling okay. point. Okay. Maybe that's what it uh, takes. I, I agree. Uh, um, and, uh, it could be uh, a marketing uh, thing. It could be a packaging uh, thing.
0: But, but they're talking yeah, about sorry. those things. They also, I mean, whenever they were talking about... The, um, what was the thing that they... Uh, the, uh, the, um, it's, not, it's their lettuce. The... Oh, it's uh, the... Let me com- check my... Kamatsuna. Comats Oh, Komatsuna, yeah. Komatsuna. But it's one of those things where they were talking about its benefits. I mean, they compared it to like a super vegetable, like yeah. kale. They were like, you're getting a ton like of nutrients from it. Kale and time. spinach, ain't Yeah, it on sort this. of looks like a big bok choy. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, bok choy can also get huge too, but usually we're served it a little smaller. Yeah. But it's sort of in that same arena. They compared it to spinach a lot too. Yeah. But like, those are things where it does, it is a question of like, are a lot of people like, do greens not grow because people are afraid of it? Like, I don't know, I, yeah. saw, I saw for today, I was looking around at people's things on the desks that says who they work for, yeah. but like today there's a chef here from Sweet Greens yeah. and it's like if, if one of those places was just like, you know what, like, fuck it, we're going to include this new kamatsuna yeah. in a, like a salad at Sweet Greens, yeah. it could change the life of it. I yeah. mean, right now they're doing a partnership with David Chang mm-hmm. where they're using kelp. What, yeah, with kelp. Yeah, that's right. And they're trying to change the life of what kelp becomes and mm-hmm. how we introduce it into our diets because it mm-hmm. can be really great and yeah. it's so easy to grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can be all over the it's ocean. Super easy so to it's grow. So it's that question of like, mm-hmm how do we take these things from A to B? And it's, it's really interesting. I mean, initially yeah. I said chef partnership
1: and it's like, well, I mean, that would be a perfect example yeah. of one, well, but other places. And, and then it's like, there's certainly these chef influencers, but it's like really, if, happened without if, it. if you, ha- if you took an Instagram story of like Kim Kardashian, putting it on her like daughter's plate, like that would make this thing. Blow Bingo. up. Right? That's true. And, and so, yes, I agree with you. It's like, there are certain sort of chefy, foody sort of channels to get certain things into like the canon of of like you know, acceptance in, in daily life and like making it a quote unquote hot ingredient. But it's also like these other factors. Like there are these these like social influencers in this world that sure. that really move the needle. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't necessarily have to even be in the food world. So like if my one of my
0: questions whenever we're talking about some of these ingredients are obviously yeah. like dried down packaged can be shipped yeah. you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. not freshness isn't as important mm-hmm. but for things like lettuce it's like how does that come across the ocean and still be viable probably not it seems internet. tough that seems like a yeah. tricky thing mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where it's like obviously that's important with leafy greens it's like you pick that thing you get it sure. to the, your consumer as fast yeah. as you can and it's like that might be something i want to eat but it may not be something
1: i want to eat if it goes yeah. across the ocean that's tougher and i think yeah, I completely agree with you. It's like, I don't know if we're going to okay. be able to get Komatsuna here right. fresh, right? But what, Unless we grow it ourselves, something, which we could. Yes. Yeah. But something that really struck me is that the the farmer, farmer came up and, and did a presentation on Komatsuna, right? Mm-hmm. Told us about the health benefits. What struck me is that at the farm, they're actually producing the powder. I, I don't know, you know, I don't know of a single, like small-scale farmer here in America. Oh, that's true. Like that's m- that is
0: really how they were marketing it, though. They were trying to say, look at all these powders. Look at yes. all the things you can make. In and lieu of matcha, yeah. you can use this as like a, as something to yeah. toss in on your smoothies, like right. use them inside of dishes. They, they had it baked on yeah. cakes. They showed, like, green cakes. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's true. But they're, didn't think about they that. They were thinking about that. And they I think th- that's, like, this crazy mindset of a farmer, hmm. to think beyond their local community and, like, okay, how do we, you know— for all I know, I would be interested to ask: like, are they taking like the overflow product and making it to a powder, sure. or um, you know, they make an udon noodle with the with the hmm. uh, powder as well? It's like you guys are you guys are thinking through things. You know, right. you're, you're pretty. You guys are pretty sophisticated, hmm. um, and I, I think that's that's really fascinating, and that's the kind of thing that could perhaps help to be a growth lever for them, as opposed to like building up the market for like the, the actual leaf mm-hmm. um, is making up um, making a market for some of these products that they're making more shelf stable or, um, using sort of like overflow product to to make.
0: We've been trying a whole
1: bunch of new products here. You were falling in love with, what was this thing that you picked up? Oh man, it was this, it's all in Japanese, so I don't know the exact name of it, but it was this Yuzu Ume um, pepper sauce. It's Mm -hmm. like kind of like a Yuzu kosho, but like a little sweeter (sighs) Yuzu kosho. If you guys don't know that is like it's Yuzu, which is a Japanese citrus mixed with a pepper. Uh Um, and it is, it's like my favorite, God, one just of my favorite the, just condiments. Just
0: saying the word citrus with pepper is yeah. like, thank you. There's,
1: thank there's, you. Like, there's a Trader Joe's version. They sell it in Trader Joe's and that version is pretty good. Uh-huh. But if you get the Japanese one that comes in like a little sort of um, like quarter sized container, it's like kind of expensive, but it a little bit goes a long way. Like, Interesting. man, it's so flavorful. I mean, that's, what's really fun yeah. about
0: it is you try this and we're putting them on these little bitty single serving yeah. droplets and mm-hmm. putting them
1: in our mouth. But they're, I mean, honestly, it's, it's a very fun way to yes. experience this food. Oh my gosh. And that, the, so that, and they have this smoked soy sauce here, which is, that's right. You know, get yeah. out of here. Those have been some so heroes good. of our day. Oh yeah. Some excellent things we've seen and tasted. Yeah, I might be, I might have a couple, uh, um, a couple of contraband, so bottles is, in my pocket. I'm yeah, I was going to say, right? It's hard to <laughs> not. Uh Is there anything else that you
0: think we should be talking about? I don't know.
1: Um, I think, I think what's what's really cool is like the this is this event is highlighting the Gunma region, right? And they're really big on these like fermented foods, right. mountain quote unquote mountain right, foods, naturally. And and really like these are the cool foods now, right? You know, these are the kinds of foods that. Um, Everyone is like, oh, these are, this is what you should be eating to boost your microbiome and boost your sort of, you know, your general health is eat more of these foods. These people have just been eating these things forever and making them out of necessity. There's a guy who was showing
0: his, uh, on his, uh, He's sort of one of the biggest exporters of the Komutsana, mm-hmm. and he had his like aunt working on like working mm-hmm. on the farm, and she was ninety, yep. <laughs> like
1: yeah, and she looked like she was sixty. Yeah, she did. You know? Yeah, but she also, I mean, she she's hasn't Asian. gone off the Asian. Cliff. I was gonna say no, no. There's a, there's do, an, there's an Asian cliff. I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, there's an Asian cliff. When okay. you hit, usually it's in your 60s. Brian can save us. He's yeah, Asian. Yeah, you, you can't w- see him. But. Yeah, yeah. You wake up and you you're completely white haired. It's, it just happens overnight. Uh, so, wow. so um,
0: okay, one of the things that we haven't talked about mm-hmm. is so one of the big ingredients we've eaten today, cognac. So, K-O-N-J-A-C. Not that Hennessy, V-S-O-P right. stuff. So, that's the, what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So, in the thinking yeah. of this, you'd assume that they met with someone and thought, like, I mean, obviously, that's what they call it in Japan, yeah. but when you bring it to another country, you may have to rename something. I mean, think of, like, um, what's, what do they call the, oh, now I'm forgetting the name, but what's the name of egg the eggplant, but in France? What's another word for eggplant? Oh, like an aubergine. Oh, yeah, there we go, aubergine. Yeah. yeah, right. It's like a different name. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they changed the name, but they yeah. did. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Aubergine so sexy. Um well, and it I'm Depends is, on how you say it. Well, it's like also a, true. You know, like a mid, well, like aubergine, like that aubergine. <laughs> that, that doesn't true. Have a it's true. cachet. To but it. it is that question I had, where it's like, yeah. so we're saying
0: cognac, and we're uh-huh. going through these, and they're saying cognacu, yep. uh, which it, it changes definitely in a Japanese accent, cognacu. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're saying it in American, you're saying cognac. Yeah. It it is a question of like. Is that? Do you think that's in any way advantageous to keep a name that's similar? Because I, it does have connotations of sure. respectability, and it obviously has like certain respect. I mean, these after dinner drinks—like yeah. you know
1: what I mean? They, there's a certain classiness to them. I, I'll tell you what. I, I, it's confusing. Because they kept saying cognac, I know and I was like what what were we oh, are we're drinking collectivism? Yeah, right. <laughs> I couldn't I wasn't sure either. And so I think it will get it would get confusing. I think like there are foods like um like Chinese broccoli. Yeah. Right. People know what that is, but there's there's like a Asian it's like gai lan is right. the Chinese name. Chinese broccoli sounds more appealing. It and, does. I, and if you go to a supermarket and ask for it, it's not well, like you can mince the pronunciation,
0: pronunciation. It's trick. Right. So, so we're gonna take a we're gonna take a quick break. We've got somebody on the mic. Perfect. We'll be right back, hopefully reviewing maybe the final course or two. So in here, one of the things that just is worth pointing out is that it's kind of a mad dash. They're like they're bringing out food, they're they're showing presentations, and it's it's really fun, but it's sort of if if this whole thing and the way that we're presenting it feels a little. Haphazard. It's because, I mean, to be honest, us trying to record a podcast in the middle of presentations, in the middle of them giving food, in the middle of them showing and demonstrating new ingredients, um, it it was. I mean, us trying to do all of this at the same time is tricky. So if it feels that way, I totally, I feel you because it's been interesting to try to edit.
1: Okay, so we have eaten... I had nine dishes I, today. I want to shout out the last dish because this was...
0: Brian's in love. You can't see his pupils, but they're dilated just yeah. like the heart shape. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can literally... They're like bounding out of his head. <laughs> He's like drooling. <laughs> it's a thing. Um, I'm seeing colors. And um, big reveal here. Brian just hit us with the big news. It's his actual birthday today. It is my birthday today. It's his birthday right now. Yes. I stole the birthday boy on his birthday and he didn't even tell me. And so we are here celebrating by
1: hearing his voice. Listen to this. Brian, how old are you today? Um, you know, it's my, it's my 11th, 21st birthday. 11th, <laughs> 21st uh, birthday. So no spring chicken anymore. It's 32?
0: But yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is what a voice sounds like when it is freshly 32.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I haven't hit the Asian cliff yet. Amazing. Yeah.
0: So, okay. So why is this your favorite dish? Excuse me. Why is this your this favorite
1: dish? This is my dish? favorite dish that Chef Arai made. Oh, yeah. Right. Because... But- um, it's it's ramen ramen is delicious mm. and um we like on its own it's really it's fantastic it's got again spiked with koji um he put his tomato slurping. juice i
0: don't know if you're gonna hear me i'm literally slurping it right tomato now. tomato
1: juice spinach shiitake mushrooms koji maitake mushrooms Um, And miso pickled udo, which is a Japanese uh, spikenard, which is a mountain root. Mm. Um, Gluten-free noodles and vegan. Right. And stunning. Like, really damn good. Like, I would very easily take this ramen over a pork-based or chicken-based ramen.
0: Well, so they were talking about, too, like, I love the thickness of the broth. Yeah. So they said that that was made with sesame?
1: Yeah. Yeah god yeah think of it's it's really damn good it like there are so many dishes i've had today that i think you could you could put this in front of a carnivore i am a like trust me i'm a huge carnivore like we're going to, i'm going to lowry's with my family in yeah, about he's it literally going and to a the reservation in is in 50 minutes <laughs> okay and you could put it in front of a carnivore and they would it would play
0: And what's amazing is they're doing this too with ingredients everyone has had. Absolutely. I mean, if we're saying, like, yeah, you mix it with, like, you blend it with sesame seeds, it's like everyone has sesame seeds at home. And it's like we're all familiar with just how you use them, which is so
1: novel. But I'll I'll tell you what, like, going to, if you go to a Japanese market, even on Amazon, you can get koji. Right. You just need to know how to use it. You need to know how to harness it. And hmm.
0: they might be saying important things. So we're going to go ahead and. I guess we'll go ahead and take a break now. And I think we'll come we're, back right I think we're testing more food. Final fifth thing. Oh, my gosh. More food. All um, right. So um, Brian's going to go explode, and I'm going to go try to deflate myself, and uh, we'll be right back.
3: <laughs> this podcast is proudly brought to you by pants. You got to wear them. I mean, Sometimes.
0: Okay, so we keep trying to kick Brian out of here, but people keep talking. So we're going to try to finish. If my mother, if my mother is talking. listening. I'm Hopefully sorry for this being audio late. turns out okay. Yeah. Uh, so Pimo, any last thoughts about this thing? We've now had a full day of new food, new variations of food, mm-hmm. new explorations. What do yeah. you think?
1: You know, I think I'm I'm very much a meat eater. I love eating meat, and I have very heated conversations in our friend group about. <laughs> the you know the validity of, of eating meat and and the issues around it, and uh-huh. if you can actually make good vegan food, sure. you know, um, is something that's vegan going to replace something that is meat based in my diet? True. Sure. I had a couple things today that mm-hmm. I was like, this on its own is so damn delicious. And I think you know the at the the heart of the the issue for me of, of switching over to being vegan, you know, I, I get the environmental benefits. Mm-hmm. But I very much take pleasure in the sure. ritual of eating. Okay. Um, and it's taste for me. It's like sure. something has to taste good for me to put it in my mouth. And, you know, maybe I'm a bad person for not sort of weighing the environmental and animal suffering elements as much. Uh-huh. But, man, if I could eat that taco or the ramen I had today every day, I would do it. And um, so, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that uh, would go vegan if it tasted good. Um, and yeah, this was really eye-opening. Just
0: whenever I'm here and I'm surrounded by all these new products, it's a mm-hmm. constant reminder of, I think, I mean, I don't know about you, but like I go to, you know, you go to the same grocery store for yeah. the most part. I'm not like stopping in in random ones that often, yeah, yeah, but it's like a reminder of how many ingredients you just don't use. I yeah. mean, I, there was a, I mean, out of all the things we you were pulling out all this once, I mean, we had a soy sauce today yeah. that's literally not in America that's been aged for six years. They do yeah. aged soy sauce in yeah. Japan. And it's yeah. another thing where it's like, that's just not here. I mean, even if right. it's something we've had a little bit of, we haven't had right. a lot of. Right. And I think it's a wonderful reminder. I mean, I was even talking earlier today about how I'd never had sparkling sake. Mm-hmm. But they had sparkling sake. Oh, here. yeah. I got to try it. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a an exciting moment. And I think why right. events like this, I mean, as much as it might feel like a marketing play in the mm-hmm. end. I, I mean, I've got to be honest. This is the closest thing I get to Disneyland. Right. I get to go and oh, I get to too. play around. I'm yeah. like on a ride. Show mm-hmm. me this thing. How do you use it? What right. is it like? Right. And it's fun because from here on out, like you, we, they gave us some samples of stuff and you yeah. and I were, you were like, let's cook. Yeah. And it's like, exactly. I mean, you kind of come out of these events and I'm charged up. I'm yeah. like ready to try something new. Oh yeah.
1: And you know, I think I'm, I'm always of the thought that I, I love cooking and, there are many ingredients in supermarkets that I've never tried, but like everything I had here today, I could very much see like incorporating into my regular Absolutely. diet or recipe testing or things to make, like if I could just get it. Um, like the zero calorie oh my gosh, noodle they had here I was I'm, delicious. It'll be interesting to see delicious. what that thing does because if
0: that can actually enter our world, a zero, zero uh, calorie food. Well, coming,
1: coming to a Kardashian Instagram near a, you. You know,
0: yeah. I was going to say we're one, we're mm-hmm. one influencer, real influence, yes. so we're a capital I influencer yeah. away from really changing. Yeah, what we make and what we consume. A
1: hundred percent, and I think that's so, that's super, super exciting. Bimo,
0: thank you for joining me. Thank you. Cole. Happy birthday to you, Appreciate my friend. You. We're going to get you out of here. You can go join your family for a Lowry's dinner, <laughs> and. Um, I hope you make it. Traffic in Los Angeles is fun. So yeah. um, thank you for joining me. Of course. Really appreciate it. was a pleasure. If people want to find you online, the best place to do it is at? At El on, uh, on the Instagrams. Um, do you want to spell that just to make sure?
1: E-L-M-I-L-K-S-T-E-A-K. You get bonus points if you know where that reference is from. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it was a pleasure being on this. This was a lot of fun. Um, Thanks we'll for having me. We'll have to do this again. Alright. Yeah. Okay. Cheers, brother. Bye, Bimo.
0: And the next portion of this interview is uh, with Chef Koski Arai. And it was something I wasn't sure would be able to happen. Uh, it was a pretty busy day, and you know, he had to meet and talk with different people, but I was really excited we had the chance to actually sit down with him, and uh, he, he had a translator, Shino Okita. She was actually the translator for everyone all day and did a wonderful job. So it was so nice to be able to sit down with her and him and have this conversation and sort of talk about, you know, what he was trying to do with his food and where he was going with it. So I, um, I hope you enjoy this kind of new thing for Vegan Carne Alliance. Um, this is our first, you know, interview that's also translated. Uh, so uh, without further ado, let's get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my first question I was wondering is um when you approach an event like this does the way you cook is it different mm-hmm. other than abstaining from meat mm-hmm. or vegetables is your approach different
3: vegan mm-hmm. food
2: Basically it's the same. It doesn't
3: matter
2: vegan food or you animal type flavor food. It's the same. <laughs> but
3: when you think I mm. uh, cook the vegan food, you mm. need to think about what is the center of the food.
2: Right. So he
0: had said before that he has been cooking vegan food at one of his establishments for a little while. What initially got him interested?
3: はい。はい。The first time he ate the
2: vegan food
3: Mm. It was amazing. Mm.
0: Really? Yeah. That is not most people's mm. first
3: experience. So it's very first. Yeah. So it's mm. mm.
2: so I first. Yeah. Mm. the it's very first.
3: Yeah. So it's very So it's
2: So <laughs> but he's one of his friends. He's a chef <laughs> in Gunma, mm. and so uh, his friends. <laughs> and
3: so the, he makes amazing vegan food. It was extraordinary.
0: So. Wow, I feel like that's fairly uncommon. So, um. I visited Japan a few years ago and when I went, uh, there was it was called it was shojin cuisine, right? The, yeah,
3: so it, a, a ryokan, I went like Japan I right. mm.
0: but this was not that experience. It, you, I, I feel like that's not normal, right? it's not shojin mm. food. Not shojin.
3: No, oh, so wow, not, not at all. So very
0: contemporary mm. sort of
2: modern. Contemporary でどうやったらあの、his <laughs> 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 and his wife <laughs> <laughs> they are both
3: vegan oh, wow. so they always think about the how you know vegan food can be delicious not just nutrition benefits <laughs> the taste should be good sure so,
0: oh, of course so they I mean, all think about mm. that sure.
3: way every time so that's the one. That's why it's different from the other food.
0: Did he say his his wife is vegan or his friend's wife? Is his vegan? friend's wife is oh, vegan. So, wife. so yeah, yeah. chef, mm. his
3: friend's chef and his wife.
0: It always seems mm. to start that way, like a, a spouse or someone, you know, a friend yeah, of a spouse, yeah. get, and then it's like an infection. It sort of
3: so, spreads. So first thing the
2: グマも so, Guma is getting popular with the
3: vegan food. Oh. And his friend's chef friend's wife is a um, pastry chef.
2: で、で、he makes the pastry pe- uh, dessert
3: too. <笑>
2: <更にね、そのね、笑> So, rice flour mm. how to make rice flour uh-huh. or you know mm.
3: the um, the fluffiness uh-huh. of the you know baking mm. sweets uh-huh. it's different
2: so uh-huh. so that was the first mm.
3: you know, his like mm. a wow experience
0: uh-huh. mm. In a, mm. um, what's he most excited to sort of try to explore or move
2: towards
3: next <laughs>
2: で、考えてますかあとは、そうですね。だから so and
3: the vegan
2: food。いや <笑> yeah. I understand if I become a vegan.
3: うん。うん。I have more like you know I can get
2: more about the, you know the world of the vegans. the vegan <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, so <laughs> he's thinking right now <laughs> he's planning <laughs> to make um something like for both not just for be uh, not only <laughs> just vegan, <laughs> but you know just regular people, They've, should feel like they should taste both in the same oh, way, so kind mm-hmm. of universal.
0: So, like integrating the menus. Yes, interesting. Mm-hmm. So they've talked about how this is sort of mm-hmm. for the upcoming Olympics. They're trying to do that more all over Japan.
3: Olympic, they more so food, mm-hmm. yes. All right. Is this something
0: mm-hmm. that's becoming more common, or do you feel like he's mm-hmm. this is a new idea?
3: So that's how それともなんか…
2: やっぱ精進料理っていうのをベースに… ビーガン so he he's from he originally from Japanese traditional, you know,
3: Japanese food. So he knows, you know, those stuff. But, you know, when it comes to the vegan food, uh, the shojin is just, you know, not, like, tastes you know, very flat. Mm-hmm. So he wants to make something different for right. the vegan.
0: It's exciting. So, so many ingredients in Japan. Uh, so, my my experience with Shojin cuisine out there also was so, like you said, subtle, mm-hmm. subtle flavors. But mm-hmm. so many things, have so much flavor in Japan. <laughs> <Like so umebashi, laughs> I and mean, So many things with vinegars and
3: pickled things. <laughs>
2: やなので、
3: so the basically the traditional shojin food is very flat and not like exciting taste. It, it, it is,
0: yeah. It's, if you've eaten a Dorito in the last week,
3: you can't taste it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why he wants to make, using uh, something like a new type of, you know, uh, vegan Mm-hmm. Spice or, in you know, a flavor uh-huh. That makes new type of vegan
0: food Is there a name for that type of cooking now?
3: まだつけてない。Not no, yeah. <laughs> 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 <It's planning. laughs>
2: So
3: you need <laughs> to name we
2: <laughs> patent Yeah,
3: we'll
0: The cuisine He's picking up he picked Vegan carne <laughs> <our kura, kura, laughs> It's like carnivore. Carnivores <laughs> eat meat.
2: Carnivore. Ah, carnivore. is <laughs> Vegan. Carni. Vegan carne. Carne. Carne, carne. 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 like so carnivore, so like meat eater. Just and the alliance, alliance is like a coming together.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> vegan Carnival. <laughs>
0: vegan Carnival. V- yeah. 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 right. yeah. he, he now
2: gets what Vegan, vegan Carnival Alliance means. Yes,
3: he's a new, <laughs> new member. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so he's
3: going to bring <laughs>. back with a new vegan <laughs> carnival
0: food. Absolutely. I'm really welcome. Thank you very much for today and your
2: time. We Thank you.
4: After
0: our interview with Koski Arai, I, uh, we were also really lucky to be able to sit down with Chef Sasha again, who was uh, on. And if you enjoy this talk, you should go back a few episodes. She was on here before, um, but she got to talk about, you know, getting involved with Gunma Vegan Project a little bit deeper into that. And um, we were really lucky to sort of sit down with her again. Um, so I hope you enjoy. Sasha, thanks for sitting down with us again. This event is incredible. Thank you for inviting us so with events like this do you, you were i think you sort of said earlier events like this happen a fair amount for all sorts of different types of cuisine and as you're doing this you're trying to set these things up to g- give people a new taste and everything i tried today was new and interesting and it was definitely like a where can i get this how do i find this uh what what do you feel like um like wh- what's the next step after events like this for people who are uh, for the for them doing products like this like what's the what's sort of What happens for brands like this trying to get out further into the world?
4: Well, there's different things. This particular event is not any brand focus. What it is, is it is the country of Japan Mm. trying to expose other countries to food that we might not recognize as Japanese. Uh So... so like every country you know you have your indian restaurant and it's always the same kind of food right but if you go to india it doesn't taste anything like the indian restaurants you know if you go to china it doesn't taste anything like the chinese restaurants you know and so japan kind of has the same thing happening we have a huge japanese community here if you go eat at people's houses Uh it's totally different food than what you get at restaurants and so what they're trying to do is expose people um, to what Japanese products actually are like in more of a full scope, but then on top of it, they have specific products that they're trying to get out into the world more, and that is this particular tasting was from uh, Gunma Prefecture. Well, and it seemed like
0: c- certain people told me that some of the things that you were doing were more traditional Japanese. So, like um, the, the, your second item with the, the croquette, uh-huh. that was—they said that was seemed more traditionally Japanese. Do you, I mean, was that an ambition today when you were setting this up?
4: No, actually, it's funny because... I pictured that to be my least Japanese oh, really? dish.
0: Because I thought the taco was the least. Which, well, by the oh, way, maybe was, the taco think, was too. But I think the thing that interested me the most in the whole of this day—I want to talk about the taco in a sec. Okay. But tell me more about the croquette. You thought that was the least. Well, Japanese. I was
4: trying to showcase uh, Japanese ingredients in in maybe a way that you wouldn't traditionally taste it. So yes, it's true—they have croquettes and and little fried things like that. I did it with truffle and mm-hmm. cauliflower yep. and potato and so I, I think of those things as not being very japanese so it was a cauliflower a truffled cauliflower croquette but what i did do was i tempura fried it with uh-huh. a gluten-free um tempura batter so uh-huh. so and the
0: little caviar on top
4: and the seaweed caviar yeah. so so that took it so it was japanese ingredients but what i was trying to showcase was how do you use these japanese ingredients to show something that wasn't japanese per se so like a Truffled cauliflower croquette would not be Japanese. Croquette is It's every country, right? Every country does croquette. So so it could be, you know, you could be Norwegian and say, oh, that's a Norwegian dish. But, you know, um, but using Japanese mushrooms instead of, you know, Italian mushrooms. So I picture that being a very Italian thing that I did, but then I did it with all Japanese ingredients, so it gave it a Japanese slant. So, you know, the smoked soy sauce, that, Hmm. you know, instead of red wine
0: sauce or something there. We were talking about the taco and how I, I think like as a vehicle into Los Angeles there's no p- more potent option than a taco. I, I mean, it's mm-hmm. a part of the conversation here a lot. And I felt like what you did was something that I don't see anyone else do I mean it was really like a new exploration the way you were using miso and the beans was Mm -hmm. phenomenal it was really interesting I mean Brian on we have him on record saying like I would eat just a pot of those beans oh Um, yeah but the whole thing the way it gets set up you're using the what was the ingredient that went into the tortilla to make uh, it green,
4: komatsuna, which is a kind of a Japanese spinach, right. but it's dry. The one I used was dried and powdered. Right. So yeah, and
0: just the whole thing—the way it came together—I just kept thinking, like, I want now. Now my prayer for Los Angeles, and I never knew I would have this prayer, is to have a <laughs> Japanese-Mexican fusion restaurant.
4: Isn't there one? I feel like there is one, or somebody was doing something like that. It probably wasn't very good, but <laughs> and it wasn't vegan for sure. But I think you know it's not about fusion; it's about how do you use those ingredients. So instead of salt, what do you use? Right. You use miso, well, well, you know. Say, yeah, and if you want so umami to something, so that that stuff on the the crust on the avocado hmm? was like Fritos. half miso, but it was Fritos. Uh-huh. That's what it was. So so, and freeze dried corn. But uh-huh. but besides that, you know, I mean i think you couldn't identify that as miso so i wouldn't call it fusion it's Uh just a way of using ingredients to make something taste the way you want it to taste so so i think people get confused by the fusion thing i don't know i picture that being where you're trying to showcase like half and half of something Mm -hmm. where this is more just melding, like a melting pot of ingredients so i consider that a mexican taco Uh It just uses Japanese ingredients. That's fun.
0: That's really fun. Well, so in having this, I get to enjoy all of these things over the course of a couple hours. How long do you plan for something like this? Like, does this get worked out over weeks? Yeah. Like, how do
4: you? No, no, no. We started this project. Well, when was I in Japan? So Uh, I was in Japan in October, uh and we started planning this maybe in December, early December um this event so uh so it's been in planning for you know three or four months i don't know what month it is so three or four months and then you know we cook well so then you know there were a lot of ingredients that we haven't used before Mm -hmm. i haven't used before and so so then there was a sample testing period so in the test kitchen we did like tons of tastings of different ingredients hmm. and how to use them so that was like a month and then we wrote a menu and then figured out okay what can we get brought in because all of it came from japan and so um then we put it in and it's only a day of prepping once you know what you're doing right but until then you know it's a big process so probably about these these events are probably six months out so
0: um they were talking to me about the event in Japan before the Olympics. Will you be going back out for that?
4: Probably, yeah. Yeah. Probably. yeah. Are you excited? Yeah, you, you I, like it depends Japan. on... I like Japan. I like agricultural japan i think the outskirts of japan are very cool i think i didn't get to see quite as much as i wanted to i'd love to see tokyo eventually i don't know if i want to see tokyo during the olympics that sounds kind of crazy unless you were going to (laughs) unless you were going to the Olympics. so i don't know um we'll see and it also depends on rest of my life and work and whether that happens but but i am going to take another trip to gunma because this project is like very near and dear to me so i love it it's incredible
0: what you (laughs) all did and i think it's just well it's
4: something we don't get here you know where the government supports a whole food program Mm, and education about products and the way stuff is grown and bringing other people to your country to learn about it and to be humble enough to like invite uh, innovation with products that you grow yourself. You know, I mean, that's pretty incredible. It if is. the American government ever did that, it would be an amazing thing. You know, so so hopefully it's a good example. But I I love the project. I think it's it's got a lot of great people. Do you think involved. other
0: countries do this? Like, do do you think other countries in Asia do something similar? Or is this like I've Japan? never heard of it. I don't know. See, that's this is essentially my main question: is how much of this is unique or special because to me it seems all of those things and I don't know I mean
4: I think it's pretty unique I think it's incredibly unique well especially since I so I was with chefs from Australia and Germany, Germany right? uh, two different parts of Germany and Australia and um, none of us had ever heard the program we actually had a moment where we were saying why do they need us here? Like the the vegan food we tasted in Japan was so incredible. We were like, why do they need us here? Uh, they're so, just they're rubbing it in <laughs> your face. They're
0: like, yeah, we'll fly you out so that way you can know how good we are. Yeah, at yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So,
4: uh, yeah, basically that's what it felt like. So, so um, it was pretty incredible. Yeah. So I, I think we were all fairly surprised um, by the program, and none of us had ever heard of it in our countries, and that's three pretty significant countries, so um, yeah, it's, it's cool, whatever the, whatever gotten, them, but also, they have the Olympics coming, so a big part of it is they're going to have an influx of foreigners coming, and foreigners eat more vegetarian and vegan than Japanese, so, sure. uh, you know, so I think it's also probably smart on their part to think of that, and, and I don't know, I think, I think it's really incredible that a government agency could work towards something like that. Which
0: is exactly what we would hope a government would mm-hmm. do. And it's wonderful to see that they are. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. um, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, as always, really appreciate it. Oh, it was wonderful so having cool. you here. Your food was delicious
4: today. Did you love Chef Arai's food too? It was so good. He was um, really incredible. He did some stuff that I've never seen before. That's what I love about all these things where you cook with other people and other chefs. I mean, even if it's just local chefs, just cooking with other people and collaborating with other people, but when you see... I, I just interrupted your goodbye. Right. I'm sorry.
0: No, wait, uh, you did? Yeah. When?
4: You said goodbye. Like, oh, we were no, saying goodbye, no, no, and then I started talking. talking again. No, we
0: don't need this. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but
4: I mean, I, I do... No, but I was, I was just saying it's so incredible when you... Especially this event where we had a lot of the same ingredients, mm-hmm. and then what we each did with them right. was kind of cool. It, so his fun.
0: his things, I mean, the approaches to them were very interesting and uh-huh. entirely unique. I mean, his background is like, mm, I what I've been told is like meat, meat, like capital M, like meat all the time, meat.
4: French, train, classically oh, French okay, trained, classically French yeah. trained. So all those um chefs that we worked with are mostly classically French trained and uh, come from those kitchens yeah Yeah.
0: but he said like he said he loves cooking with vegan he said that his best friend's wife was vegan and she got his best friend cooking vegan and then he got interested and now he's doing it more and his new restaurants doing it and i just whenever he said that i just kept thinking like when i was i mean in japan just a few years ago it was not super friendly it was possible but Mm -hmm. you had to really go to the right places and Mm -hmm. know how to get there and it just i don't know this these events like these are I mean, especially for me, someone who it's just like the idea of seeing the world, or at least, you know, the world's on an oyster, you know what I mean? You're like ready to try. It sounds, it makes the world more possible for everyone.
4: Oh, it's it's incredible. And it just, it makes everything so small, like where you just realize everybody can go everywhere and eat everything. And that's just part of what you want you don't want to stop going someplace oh, right. because you to can't go somewhere. eat yeah exactly you know that's ridiculous i think of that for my family all the time is oh can i go there oh shit nobody will be able to eat anything
0: you're one of the few who thinks that way for the record i think i don't know <laughs> just growing up in the midwest i mean maybe more people are becoming more accustomed it's mm. a new idea we are mm. we're in new territory oh just, yeah just like japan and us visiting there them coming here
4: Oh, yeah. Well, Japan, we actually had a, a conversation. I had a conversation with my daughter about she, she's vegan. She's been vegan her whole life. There's vegan Japanese. She probably wouldn't eat any of it because the ingredients are so weird. Oh, So right. it's not just about it finding stuff you can eat. Right. But you have to be a very open palate eater. So, oh, I mean. So you know, you throw that into it. It's so funny because you assume, oh, if somebody is vegan they're they're just worried about eating vegan uh-huh. finding vegan things but it's actually you have to find something that suits your palate right. also and Which, so yeah. just even if you weren't vegan if you went to japan there'd be half the things you wouldn't want to well, eat right. because you don't know what it well, is or I mean, we it's, it's very about,
0: odd like when i was talking to chef aria we were mm-hmm. talking about how like shojin cuisine like traditional shojin cuisine at, like the at the ryokan, uh-huh. is can be like the, the word that whenever it was translated that she kept using was flat, but mm-hmm. I, the word, I mean, I, if I described it, I would say subtle. It's the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a Dorito. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying like, it's, it's very interesting to try to like, even think about that because if that's what I ate the whole time I was in Japan, I think, I think I myself wouldn't be that satisfied either. I tend to like more. Right. Bigger flavors.
4: So that- Oh and what's so funny is he ate at um, our restaurant Porter grill uh-huh. yesterday. That's where we were prepping out of. And uh, so we ate all Mexican for lunch Ooh. and, uh, Everything was too spicy for them. Like, even things that I didn't even didn't know were, were spicy, spicy. Right, right, oh wa- my gosh. Was, Everything was too spicy. Oh, the really? only thing he was able to eat was the salad oh. dressing. I gave him a so sauce had to-
0: cookbook now. I feel bad about that. Stupid yeah, die. Yeah,
4: so he was just. Uh, Everything was too spicy, so it was really funny that we had to. It's a wild world,
0: though. um, Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Spice—you never know where that comes from either. How often people have had it.
4: Well, it's so funny because being in Los Angeles, you don't even think about it. You don't even think about it. I I didn't even taste anything that was spicy. I thought all of this is wild. It's good. And then there he, he couldn't eat one thing except the salad dressing. So he said, to, oh, that's okay, got I got that. So we've got to get that. more
0: <laughs> Los Angeles exports and Mexican exports to Japan right, is what we're Exactly. Out.
4: That's what I should do is bring hot sauce with Look me. At this.
0: We've got a new job.
4: <laughs> All right. Okay, I got to go. just high-fived. I got to it come It's time for you out. to get out of here. Yes.
0: It's time for me to get out of here. Sasha, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, I'm sure thanks you will be coming. around again soon.
4: Oh, I'm sure. Okay.
0: Okay, <laughs> goodbye. Bye. And that is our episode for today, everyone. Uh, I want to thank everyone involved. So we got Brian Moljati coming out. Really appreciate him. You can find him online at Instagram, on Instagram, at l milksteak. And then I uh, just sort of, uh, I need to thank Sasha for getting me involved today. So you can find uh, Sasha Alger on Instagram, at Chef Sasha. And then uh, all of this was put on through the Japan House L.A., which um they were working with the gunma vegan project i need to I thank the japanese government for doing something incredible and weird and experimenting like this um there's no other way for products like this to get out in the world uh, quickly I, I think they could really sort of change what we're eating and how we're eating it and i think events like this are really exciting so i hope you enjoyed it um i want to thank the other chef kazuki arai um you can find him online at uh K-A-K-A-1972-S-H. That's on Instagram. Uh, So if you uh, enjoyed any of this, we hope you share it with some other people um, because that helps us grow and allows us to do this. Um, You can also rate it five stars. All those things, they're good. So please uh, join us online. Um, My name is Cole Moss. Thank you again for joining us. And we will talk to you next time.
4: Vegan, Carnage alliance.
1: Oh yeah. Vegan, Carnage.
0: Alliance, Alliance, baby. Vegan,
1: Vegan, carne,
0: carne, alliance. alliance. Vegan, Vegan, carne, carne, alliance. alliance. Ow. Vegan, (laughs) carne, alliance.